You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Networks Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today in the podcast, but before we get to the podcast, you know what we're going to do. Hit us up on all those social media outlets. Go over to the Twitter. We are at TNWPod on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Go to the Instagram and check us out at uh, Instagram at uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast or Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram. Uh, we are on Spotify. Check us out there. Check me out, Casey Corbin, for albums for your listening pleasure. Uh, not only that, check us out on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, we're not only there, we're wherever you can find popular podcasts, iTunes as well. Uh, which I just said iTunes, but Apple Music, we're there as well. Uh, just go find us. We are out there. Google us. We are there. We are talking wrestling. And right now, all the way across town, more than six feet away, it's my lovable co-host with the most at Cinnamon Toast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Reese Turner. What's up? Not- I got mini donuts. I got coffee. I got a J. I'm feeling Fresh. Well, I got a forbidden door that I walked into, and I got knocked in the face. There was so much action. Amazing, man. I want, okay, this makes me seem like a bad wrestling podcast co-host, but I wasn't able to watch Forbidden Door because I've been too dang busy, but I watched like two matches so far. I'm catching up slowly, and by God, those two matches were a lot of fun. Sweet, sweet. That sounds great. Um, that's good to know. Good to know that all that. Yeah, no, like no, no. Let me tell you, forbidden door. It's uh, this door is uh, I know why it's forbidden because it's packed with too fucking much shit. There's too much. Tony Khan, settle down. You don't need to deliver so much in one show. Five hours. Five hours. I didn't even watch the pre-show. I, I watched the pre-show, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I just uh, wasn't able to catch the rest of it. I saw Keith Lee in the pre-show with Swerve. Swerve is all action. Keith Lee's, like, pretending he doesn't like Swerve. I'm like, what the fuck? Why does Keith Lee think his shit don't stink? Why does he think he's so great? Because he's, he's crazy big and strong. Yeah, well, you know what? Like he hasn't done anything anywhere at any time yet. He's just big, he's strong, strong, bask in my glory. Your glory, you've never fucking held a world championship. So fuck your glory, Keith Lee. Stop being Ooh. so fucking arrogant. Somebody tag Keith Lee in this. we got to get Keith Lee in to defend his honor. Hot takes, hot takes. Yeah, Hashtag. More hot takes than meals on wheels, baby. Hashtag hot takes on that. Hashtag hot takes. Um <laughs> The uh, not only that, so Forbidden Door. Let's just get to. I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff from the beginning because I just want to get to. There's four matches that need to be discussed. 
There's right. four matches that are fucking just crazy. And one of them might have been the show's best match, and you wouldn't have even thought that it could compete for best match. Actually, I knew it. I thought maybe because, okay, what match do Let's you think? Well, this is the match I'm talking about. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. It came on kind of middle in the show and uh, middle towards the end. And we know Orange Cassidy, what his stick is. But we also know Will Ospreay, or maybe you don't. That's the thing is I'm not sure who knows what. But That's I will true. tell you, judging by the reactions of the of the fans at AEW Forbidden Door, um, there were a lot of New Japan fans and nerds, and like me, that know New Japan wrestling. Like I listened to Coronet last week or a couple weeks ago, and Coronet's complaining about Tanahashi. He's like, "This Tanahashi guy." He comes in, looks like he's wearing rags. It's a it's a suit. It's fashion from Japan. You don't know the fashion in Japan. It's different yeah, from Jim, America. Shut the you fuck don't even up. Know the fashion in America, Jim. Jim Cornette is going on. He goes, half of these guys' names I can't pronounce. <laughs> you know what, Jim? Half of their half of those guys, they can't pronounce your name either. It's called also, a language barrier, you dumb fuck. Also, old Jim. Thank you for admitting that you're a product of the United States public school system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like these guys, I can't pronounce half of their names. He's like, they comes in. How's the promo supposed to work? I was like, well, it's not going to work that much because he doesn't speak very much English. Yeah. So, you know what? Like, give the guy a break. Like, just yeah. not every Japanese wrestler is an American wrestler faking it that they're Japanese. Some Japanese wrestlers, like New Japan, are actual Japanese wrestlers. Can you believe it? No, Cornette can't because he's a fucking idiot half the time. Now, don't half get me wrong. It is half the time because I do find him entertaining. I do I agree with a lot of the stuff. But when he comes in and ripping into New Japan and nip, ripping into Tanahashi, who is one of the greatest yeah. wrestlers, like his fucking match, let me tell you, was amazing. Amazing with Moxley. Just crazy. Hardcore, crazy-ass match him and Moxley had. But I not even, can't even get to that because Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy might have been my favorite match on the show. We're talking. That's what I watched it. Oh, it's so good. Ospreay sticks to his character, which is, it is what it is. It's kind of faded out. We don't even know what the fuck's going on. But now all of a sudden, he's wrestling Will Ospreay, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And let me tell you, this match is, I, I thought it was the match of the night. And there are okay. other matches. There are other matches. The uh, Pac oh, became that, the, I watched that match. Became the was, Atlantic uh, American Championship or whatever that belt's yep. called. Uh, Atlantic Champ, baby. There's... Uh, Oh, my God. The four-way with Hangman and uh, Okada and Adam Cole, baby, and and Switchblade Jay White. That match is also amazing. However, the finish 
was a little bit weak, but still, uh, the yeah. match itself was amazing. And I don't, Adam Cole got hurt, right? Adam Cole got concussed, so he wasn't able to take a rainmaker. Uh, but but he did what he did. But there were mistakes in the match where the match was like, "What the fuck? What's going on here?" It was a little confusing at the end, the flow of it. But but if you didn't know that, you wouldn't even know. Like it's just such a great. It's just so great seeing Okada wrestle in America, and uh, he's so so good and then uh and hangman was great and adam cole was great and oh my god and like i'm, I'm even forgetting who the fourth person is um oh it was switch play jay white and jay yeah. white was great and jay white got got out of there with his title uh Tana, yeah tanahashi and uh and dean moxley was just amazing everything you could want in a world class uh, championship match, yeah, like you I have, like that you called him Dean Moxley. Dean, I like. Okay, you know what I like because he's Dean Ambrose, but he's John Moxley. But the fact of the matter is, he's one third the Shield, and two thirds of the Shield dominate professional wrestling. It's kind of like when the NWO were on top in one place. And Hunter and Hunter and uh, and Shawn Michaels were on top at the other place, and the Click ruled wrestling. It's kind of like the Shield rules wrestling now, because Roman Reigns is the top guy, and so is John Moxley, and uh, that is wrestling right there. And Seth Rollins has gone crazy. But yeah. I like that Dean and uh, Dean Moxley sounds more badass than the inverse. Than John 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 Ambrose. John Ambrose. Yeah, John Ambrose sounds like he's going to clean your air ducts. Or, or, or like he's going to sell you a sensible split-level bungalow. Yeah. Oh, John John Ambrose is is one hell of a guy. I tell you. Dean you Moxley uh, will kick the shit out of you and then steal your prescription pills. Oh, Dean Moxley is on pills. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Guys named Dean aren't the most honest people, I don't think. You know? And and not and even when they grow up to be a dean, the dean of things, they're always pricks. Always. 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 Uh, three's company, Dean Travers, prick, total prick. Yeah. Uh, the other match I really loved. Oh, so that was that. Was there? Did I get to a fourth match? I don't know, but like, uh, Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa was good. There wasn't a bad match on the card. And you know, I wish we had all day to talk about it, but but we don't. So much has happened. So much has happened. Uh, John Cena, twenty years of Cena on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, in 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 uh, to show everybody how I celebrate twenty years of Cena, I have learned to take my shirt, my T-shirt off, like John Cena. <laughs> Maybe you'll see it. Maybe they'll see it in North Bay if I have to take my shirt off for some reason. Take your pool out. We'll see what's going to happen. We will see what's going to happen. Um, look at John Cena. What do you do? Twenty years of Cena. What are your favorite Cena moments? Give me a couple of them. My favorite. Uh, one of my favorite. Do you have or Cena. do you have favorite Cena moments? Well, I was about to say one of my favorite John Cena moments was when he. Uh, 
when he stopped wrestling, I fucking hated John Cena. From when he debuted, that fucking Doctor of Thugonomics bullshit. WWE was like, oh, Eminem's a thing. We need a white boy rapper. And then John Cena's like, yo, Hickory Dickory Doc, the mouse ran up my cock. Put me in the fucking ring. Yeah, I hated it. I yeah. fucking hated it. He was just yeah. doing Andrew Dice Clay ripoffs. Yeah. Here's a fun thing about that that character. He actually forced me to stop watching wrestling. When that character debuted, I stopped watching wrestling until 2014. That does not surprise me. I, you know what? I hated the Doctor of Thugonomics. I did not like Ruthless Aggression. Um, I did not like John Cena coming out and just slapping Kurt Angle in the face. I'm like, he's a fucking American hero. Um, like, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I fucking and, hated both of the stupid fucking finishers. The fucking AA is just a watered down Death Valley driver that looks like shit. And his fucking five knuckle shuffle, the jerk off joke. Go jerk off instead of doing that finisher. I hate it. Now, with that said, there was a time where I did not John like John Cena, but eventually, as the longer his career went, he started to win me over. And I'll tell you, the first match that won me over was... Is it because you started wearing jorts and you're like, John Cena is making it okay? Look it. I'm not going to knock jorts because Bret Hart was wearing jorts in the WWE long before John Cena was. True. Bret Hart was the guy that made jorts cool as a world <laughs> champion. The king of yeah, he he the is the king of jorts. jorts. Definitely is the king of jorts. If oh, Owen no. is the king of hearts, Bret is the king of jorts. The king and of jorts. Here's the thing. John Cena did a match at SummerSlam one year, and Brock Lesnar came back, and Suplex City was invented. In that match, Brock Lesnar destroyed John Cena in a squash match where he suplexed him 16 to 18 times. Yeah, when was that? Like 2014 or something? It was probably when you came back because you heard John yeah, Cena got I the shit kicked out of him. Match and loving it because I, it was like this. Oh, kill him. Yeah. Kill him. Just keep throwing him around. Exactly. But then, as you sit there and you and I and I analyze the match, I realize how awesome it is that John Cena agreed to show up for work that night and do that match. Like, he agreed. Well, I don't know, but to get, like, look at most guys would have got squashed and the match would have been over much sooner. But John Cena... Took eighteen. Oh, he wouldn't have even taken a squash. What's that? Most champs oh, wouldn't have even have done it. No, yeah. the, but the fact that he did the squash, and the fact that he did that match, instantly made me respect him. And then there was a story that uh, my, now my friend has told it on his podcast, so I will I will regurgitate it here. My buddy Matt McCarthy from uh, We Watch Wrestling who was working in the WWE in 2014, uh, creative. Um, his first day on the job, uh, the guy said, so who do you like? What do you like? He goes, what do you think of John Cena? And my buddy Matt said, not really the biggest fan. And then he's like, oh, it's not a good idea to say that around here. He's the number one guy. That's who we got to push. So later on, uh, they're in catering, and John Cena said, uh, Matt McCarthy, new writer in the town. You know, and he was like, oh, 
uh, hey, John, nice to meet you. He's like, nice to meet you. And he goes, uh, I heard you don't like me already. And he goes, uh, he goes, don't make plans after Raw because uh, you and I are going out to fix that. And either you're going to quit tomorrow or I'm going to change your mind. So uh, don't make plans for tonight. And then basically that night took him out drinking, I think, at the hotel bar. And they closed the place down. And they were doing shots. And uh, my buddy Matt couldn't do any more shots. And he did one last shot. And he puked all over the place and went to the bathroom. And when he came back from the bathroom, John Cena had a mop and a bucket out and was cleaning up the puke. And he said, hey, Dwayne wouldn't do this for you. Terry neither. And uh, referencing that, because I think in the conversation, he just he just told him flat out, I don't see you in Hulk Hogan or the Rocks League. And then he says afterwards, hey, Terry's not going to clean up your puke. And Dwayne won't either. But John Cena will clean up your fucking puke every time, bud. You know, like, because John Cena looks after people. And I just fucking, that was the kind of message that he sent by cleaning up his vomit with the fucking thing. Look, at they had people to work there. But John Cena made him puke by shooting, giving him all these shooters. Sit down, I'll clean. That's that's John Cena right there. That's the John Cena that I, the minute I heard that story, I'm like, fuck, he's. And then I heard him on Howard Stern saying that he will fuck fat chicks. He does not care. He loves sex. And he's like, and if there's a, and if the last girl at the end of the night uh, is there, you know, at the bar and she's a little heavy, he's like, hey, he likes lifting heavy things. He does it for a living. You know, and he was on Howard Stern. He was very, he was very, he doesn't fat shame uh, women. And I was like, I, I don't think I'm respecting this guy more and more every day. <laughs> you know, and, and then it was, then, it was his two matches with The Rock that really did it for me, that really got me on the John Cena fan train. And, uh, like, when The Rock came back and tried to go at Cena and he had all the all this stuff written on his hand and Cena called him out, and he was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're just an actor. You're just reciting stuff. Oh, everything you're saying right now is written on your hand. And then they showed his hand and it was like, all written down. He just buries the rock in this Monday Night Raw promo. And I was like, fuck. And then those two matches back to back a year apart were so good. By the time the second one came around, I was wanting John Cena to win. And then the guy, look at the guy lost to the Miz at WrestleMania. How giving is this person? Like, he, you know, like. You he, love John Cena now. I do. And then one time I was at wrestling. I was at I was at Monday Night Main Event, and uh, there was a black yeah, guy sitting jersey. There was, here. There, was a, there was a black guy sitting beside me. I don't know why I have to say he's black, but he goes to me. He goes, "Hey, who you want to see come out first? I was like, "Who do I want to see come out first? He's like, "Yeah, who you want to see?" And I was like, "I don't know, Kevin Owens, I guess." And then he's like, "Yeah," and he goes, "I want to see John Cena." And then I was like, you know what? I want to see John Cena. I want to hear those motherfucking horns. And then the guy was like, yeah. And then as soon as I said that, I was like. Bah, 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 bah. And then that dude turns out was just John Cena in blackface. <laughs> no. What a racist John Cena is. No, no. <laughs> he was so good, this guy. We went nuts for Cena. And, uh, 
yeah. And then I watched Cena on Divas, and he was always great on Divas. Uh, he was such a character. And, uh, yeah, I just like I, – and then all the stuff that he does for the sick kids. Man, that last <laughs> one where the last one – the kid wouldn't leave the Ukraine because he didn't want to go from home, but they had to leave the country. And then, so they told the kid he was going to the other country to meet John Cena. And that's the only way he would leave his house to escape the yeah. war. And then he yeah. got there and John Cena was like, fuck, let me, let me, let me, let me help out. I can fly over. I'm in two countries filming Fast and the Furious 34, you know? And he just fucking flies in like a fucking superhero and makes his kid's day, and it's fantastic. God damn you, John Cena. You've warmed Casey's heart cockles. I don't think there's anybody, there's nobody that has done more special wishes than John Cena. Oh, he's done almost 600 of them. I wonder what the numbers are. Like, how many of those kids are dead? And how many yeah, of those kids have lived? It's so sad. Bro. I know, but like... If 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 five hundred of those kids are dead, I'd be like, "Fuck John Cena." I'm just gonna ask for the Undertaker because the Grim Re John Cena is the real Grim Reaper. You John see Cena. John Cena, you're dead in a year. You know, <laughs> he's like the, the the cassette tape from the ring. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, also, watching Monday Night Raw. Um, Monday Money in the Bank is coming up this week. And, money, 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 yeah. money, but, in the they, bank. but they had a battle royal to get one person into the ladder match. So they had all the ladders set up around the battle royal. And I kept telling my roommate, he's like, what's going on? And I was like, and I kept telling him a ladder royale was going on. And he's like, there's no such thing as a ladder royale. I was like, yeah, it's like a battle royale, but it's a ladder royale. So it's like a battle royale. Everybody comes in like a Royal Rumble, or maybe everybody comes in at once, like a Battle Royale. But then there's a ladder. You get the ladders. You try to get up and you get the, the briefcase or the or the, or the the trophy. And, yeah, and that's, and, that, and that's how you win. See, like, what I was picturing it uh, when you were saying it was, like, the ring was, like, filled with ladders. Wait. And then, and then the, the wrestlers... To throw the ladders out, and whoever threw the most ladders out, they they won the, the match. Okay, that sounds like a video game. That yeah, would be a I good. Think, I, think that's, I thought that was like a pretty cool idea that they were doing. I, mean, I know that AEW is very tech forward. Oh, there's always one ladder hiding hiding underneath the ring, and, and then he comes out at the very end and he wins the match. Climbs the la other ladders up to the top ladder, and then it becomes the ladder. Oh my God! Go. Jake the Snake <laughs> comes in, and then it's Snake and ladders. What the oh, fuck no. is going on? Oh, no. oh, I wonder no. if Jake the Snake has ever been. Actually, he has been in ladder matches because him and uh, Junkyard Dog did ladder matches in Calgary Stampede territory. So snakes and go. ladders have happened before. Bing, Jack. Bing. What's um, next? What's next? Uh, yeah. What's next with the ladders? We got snakes and ladders. What's next for the, the ladder? Um, all right, <laughs> hold on. Sorry. What's next for ladders? Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, blood and guts. Blood Ooh. and guts. 
Yeah, blood and guts. Blood what and you, guts. you hear blood about the guts. blood and guts? I watched the blood and guts, bro. See, A and W, they commonly leave a great fucking the great great fucking thing like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, ugh. And then all of a sudden blood and guts! They got the blood and guts. See, I don't make the noise that you made in between. I don't make the uh, I'm like this. Blood and guts. No, like, no, because so, no no. So you have not seen all of the forbidden door yet. That's yeah, why you have not made that noise. When you're the one who doesn't like the five-hour pay-per-view. What about what about Ric Flair's last fight? How does that going to go down? That's all going to happen at the end of the month at SummerSlam. I think that is fucking ridiculous. Rick, hang him up, bud. Be a mouthpiece for somebody who can't talk. Do not get in the ring. Stop it. You want your send-off? I want my glory. You had your glory. Shawn Michaels kicked it out of your face. You picked him to kick it out of your face. You got your tearful send off. Stop it. It is being a little selfish. Yeah, stop it's just it, a, Rick. It, it. It's a cash grab, right? It, that's what it looks yeah, like. I love Rick Flair. Don't get me wrong. I love the Nature Boy. Well, all I got to say about the Nature Boy is come on, bud. Come on. Stop. Be a manager. Be like Arn. Yeah. Be like Arn. Yeah. Come in. Be Andrade El Idolo's partner, Mr. Tranquilo. Because that guy cannot the- talk. Yeah, be the manager of them and just be like, oh, baby, they I need can't someone. fight anymore, but yeah. I got some killers. Yeah. Boom. There's Perfect. no reason why he can't be the next Freddie Blassie. You know what I mean? Or even better. Yeah, thousand percent. He'd be, he's, uh, he, he could be like 3,000 times the Freddie Blassie. Oh, Freddie you know Blassie. what? You know what? And the still, <laughs> as a manager, he could still be the dirtiest player in the game. He gets thrown out. He fucking... Has a cane now and he fucking yep. canes you or whatever? Give me a fucking cross shot with the old hook cane. Yeah, there's so many things he could do. Come on, Rick, do that. Come into AEW, manage your son in law. Don't be a fucking putz. Yeah, don't when get is, dropped that's, your head. And that's in Nashville. Star, a star. I guess the Starcast is in Nashville SummerSlam weekend, I guess it is. That's okay. why the Undertaker is doing a speech. He's going to do a one man show, much like Mick Foley does. The Undertaker is going to go out and his do his one man show, but he'll have the Janet Jackson microphone. We're assuming, and uh, I don't, I can't even imagine what Mark Calloway's one man show is going to be like. Like who knows? I think it's going to be like equal parts Kid Rock, Doctor McGillicuddy's Fireball, and uh, I don't know, maybe some chicken wings. <laughs> I hope at least chicken wings. Um. Yeah, he was like, and all of a sudden, Bob, Bob Backlund shows up. Who said chicken wings? And throws you into a chicken wing. You're like, no, I can't. God, so bad. Bob Backlund looked like the the character from Mad Magazine had grown up into an adult. Yeah, total Alfred E. Newman. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, the Ladder Royale. Who do, who's your pick for? Uh, do you have a pick for Money in the Bank winners? Yeah, the Ladder Royale with cheese. That's what they call it in France. Oh, I love <laughs> Ladder Royale with cheese. <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, they really seem to want to keep Riddle towards the top of the card. But it's, did he make the ladder match? I can't remember. I think he did, yes. He, yeah, he gave him three shots at it, so I think he made one of those shots. So, like, they seem to want to put him over. So, like, I don't know, maybe fucking Riddle takes it. And then that's how he beats Roman Reigns is he takes the money in the bank. Roman gets beat up a bunch by Brock, and then he comes in and finishes the job. Oh, my God. Can you? And then Randy comes and turns on him for having the belt. 
Yeah. Oh, no. And then it was like a Greek tragedy because he's like, Randy. Randy. Oh, I can't. And he, he's the face. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know, man. There, there could be a compelling story if they choose to go that way. That might be the most compelling story since Billy Gunn breaking up with his kids because they went to look for Dan House in the middle of a match. I don't so understand what any of that meant. I love it so much, bro. I, I have such a good time when the ass boys are in the ring. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I have <laughs> such a great time when the ass boys are in the ring. Yeah, what dude, are you talking about? Um, the two gun kids are great. They're, they're great workers. Austin takes some great looking bumps. He, he's, uh, you know, really starting to come into his own full body glitter. He's just loving life. They're also uh, they're also dressing a lot like Shawn Michaels back, the, yeah, back in the day. Well. They're wearing a lot of uh, like uh, Heartbreak Kid inspired uh, stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, hold on. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, all cool. Yeah, that's fucking wicked. And um, just give me one second here. One second. Just pause it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so the, I don't even know what we were talking about before we got uh, by blood and guts. We are talking about the We were talking about, uh, sorry about the interruption, folks. Uh, there was no interruption. Actually, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but we were talking about blood and guts, and we were talking about the uh, the ass boys, and uh, Billy Gunn, and ass what's boy. gonna ha- what's gonna mm-hmm. happen there? Uh, the, the ass boys gonna join the acclaimed? It seems like maybe that might happen. There's definitely some friction going on there, um, oh, you know. And then uh, the blood and guts match for itself is everything that War Games really is. Like for the you who watch War Games and NXT. Those are not war games. This is how war games is done. You yeah. know? Uh, one at a time. The build up. It was crazy. Uh, man. Like, there were so many crazy things of people just bringing in weapons with them. And then. Part of what I loved was when they came out, the uh, Appreciation Society, they all came out wearing the red suits. Yeah. With the with the with the with the bowler hats. Yeah, did you hear what Jim Ross said about Jake Hagar? No, what did he say? Chris Jericho's got to be the best, one of the best salesmen in the business to get Jake Hagar to go along with an outfit like this. Dude, they had them all in white. In the last pay per view, they look ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and it's just so fucking crazy. And the match was so crazy. Man, Daniel Garcia was bleeding so much. Um. And like some of the crazy, like then there was the part they were up top at the end, and Eddie Kingston and Jericho are fighting, and Jericho's on, like lying down, going, "Get the crash pad ready for the fall." You could like hear him yelling, "Like get the crash pad ready for the fall," you know, because like I'm like, "Oh, there's gonna be a big fall." And here's the thing: is like after last year's blood and guts, everybody was cl- was, oh my god talking about the fake how fake Jericho's fall was into the the boxes or whatever. This Sammy Guerrero Guerrero fell into another thing that was the exact same thing as last year, except it was just made better so it looked better. Like he still what people fell. expect him to fall on concrete. Yeah, we're not McFoley's. We're not going through tables. We're gonna fall in a fucking air mattress or something. Like yeah. you know goddamn sadists. Oh uh, but uh uh, you know, it was just like, it was just crazy that it went to up top. 
where Claudio, and that was, oh, the huge pop, uh, fucking Cesaro coming to AEW and joining... Castagnoli. And joining uh, the Black... Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, yes, thank you. I almost said Blackface Combat Club. But that's oh. the Blackface Comedy Act Club. Uh, that's D-Generation X, isn't it? Um, the uh, It was so crazy that that Claudio did the king... Okay, first of all, in for Forbidden Door, he did the yeah. swing thing. The swing thing. He did it 20 times. 5, 10, 15, 20 times with, I do believe, Jay White um, in that match. Wait, was he in that match? Who was? Well, I don't even know. Whatever match he was in, he did it to someone. And it was 20, 20 times. times. And then this time, he gets a hold of Chris Jericho, and they're on the roof. They're on the roof of the fucking war games. And he gives him the fucking swing on the top of the fucking cage. I was like, yeah. if he let him go, Jericho would literally fly into the audience. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. That's some good stuff, bro. Oh, my God. That, that shit is crazy. That's crazy. Oh, crazy. Just insane. Oh, my God. Jeepers. Um, yeah. So, Money in the Bank predictions. Who do I think will win? I'm going to have to say the male Money in the Bank. I'm going to go with Riddle, and hopefully he's in the match. And I think the female Money in the Bank, it would be amazing to see Carmella if she could win it on her own. I know she did win it on her own, but she still has that Ellsworth stank on her. Um, oh, but she better not I think uh, Becky's going to obviously win, I think. It doesn't matter. It's just they're trying to get the belt off of uh, off of um, the EST of the WWE, and I just don't think Bianca Belair is going to lose the belt anytime soon unless uh, her and Charlotte get at her. But that would be a feud I would love to see, Bianca Belair and Charlotte, because they're both fucking beasts. And, yeah. uh, you know... Becky, uh, she's looking a little too thin these days. Like, she's looking more like Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Adam Cole, Becky. You know, because uh, Adam Cole is, like, maybe smaller than Orange Cassidy. Like, to be honest. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, well, the, he's, he's, he's telling everybody he's only a baby. So, he's Adam baby. Cole, bye-bye. How much does yeah. the baby wear? Where? Wait. Where? How much, How much a, weight could a baby weigh if a baby could weigh weight? 20 pounds. Uh, <laughs> 20 pounds. Um, so, we, uh, oh, this is also something that um, I read. And uh, so, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, this is out of Sports Illustrated this morning, published an article uh, about uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his. Uh, this is an episode of Young Rock you're probably not going to see, where um, where Rocky Johnson comes off the road from wrestling and uh, tells his wife, I've knocked up another woman in Canada. Apparently, The Rock has five siblings that he does not know about, and they all live in Canada. And what they're they all... Like? 
they're all kids of Rocky Rock Johnson. Johnson. Yes. And Get us pictures. And there are pictures. And um, there are pictures of two of them with their uncle, uh, Ricky, uh, the people's uncle, uh, Ricky Johnson, and uh, who, who lives here in Toronto. I do believe one of them is in Toronto. One of them is in Truro, which isn't far from Amherst, which is where Rocky Johnson is from. Um, there's one out in Vancouver. I think there's one in Winnipeg, maybe. And, Get around, all Rocky. But these are all, like, I saw a picture of two of them. They're both bald. They both look like a LaRock. They're both big boys uh, or big men. And, you know, it just it's crazy. So here's my thing is. None of these people are, are rich, um, but The Rock is worth $800 million. Uh, he Last year, The Rock was worth $270 million last year was his earnings. Uh, it's That's a COVID year. Come on, $270 million. So this is what I say to The Rock. This is the show. It's like The Bachelor, uh, You but you have five siblings five new siblings you have to go you have to meet and you have to hang out with these new siblings and then at the end one of them will be giving uh the keys to a brand new truck because you like to give trucks away uh and also they'll be given uh you know a, a like they'll be giving some sort of certificate walking them into the johnson family because your your dad fucked a lot of people and knocked up a lot of women and has not taken any responsibility for any of these people. And Herschel Walker would look very down on that. I don't know if you know him. He's gonna he's like a, a political figure now. Herschel Walker, because he nope. says there's nothing worse than a deadbeat dad, even though he's got another kid with another family, but he pays for, so he's not a deadbeat dad. He just doesn't know the kid. So. The, the Rock's dad has kind of been a deadbeat dad. And we know it wasn't always easy on The Rock. But I'm just saying, $800 million, The Rock could develop a show where he's meeting these new members of his family, and in the end, they will compete, and one of them will be welcomed into The Rock's family and will be awarded all the riches and glory that goes with being The Rock's sibling the rock yeah hunger games but for like the rock we could be hunger games we could be like billy madison we can give him a series of tests where we could put him through like american that game show that the rock had that was pretty much just the american gladiators where they made him do strong people shit american gladiators or just wipe out make them do wipe out canada or make them do Wipeout Stone and call it Wipeout Cannabis. I don't know, but there's there's so many things that can be done here because these people deserve better, you know? And I'm not saying they deserve uh, anything of The Rock's, but if The Rock is, in his family, the only son of his dad, I feel like it's his... He, he, Either his dad makes up for being a shitty father or the rock steps in and makes up for him. You know. Ooh, yeah. So either way, I'm pretty cool with it. I want to see this show. I think it'd be a great show. Rock. Um Seven Buck Productions. If you're listening. Option. 
If you're listening, call me right now or just call your family. Let's get everybody involved. You can take the idea from me. You can steal the idea from me. It's going out in the podcast world uh, tomorrow. Just make it happen. Let's make it happen, baby. XFL. <laughs> what about X family members? Making them oh, current family uh, members. Oh, uh, that's the great one. X family law. <laughs> Oh yeah, the XFL, X families, X families, uh, X family, X family league. Yeah, that's what it becomes, and he makes them all participate in the XFL because they're it. all in the X family league right now. But it was never his X family; uh, it was his father's, by the way. Um, so North Bay, let, let folks listen to this. Next week, the Talking Wrestling Podcast is going north. We're going. All the way, four hours north of Toronto, to the bay, the bay bay of the north, North. the North Bay, and uh, the gateway to opportunity. And what is is going on there is there is a Toy Fest, uh, comic con, wrestle thing, the uh, giant hobbyist convention, as I understand. And as I understand, we talk in wrestling, we'll have a table there. Most yeah, likely, and we will probably be doing a live show from the uh, from the Comic Con. So drop yeah. by and 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 uh, and talk to us and see. And we'll talk to us about the live show. And then uh, later on, uh, there is wrestling that there night, and uh, Josh Alexander will be uh, there, and he will be That's wrestling. Correct. I believe the uh, the champion of the league in this wrestling area. This territory, I don't know this territory. Uh, it's probably like Upper Canadian Wrestling or something like that, but it's going to be good. And then after the wrestling show, uh, there will be uh, there will be a comedy show involving <laughs> involving uh, Reese and myself and uh, and who else? Will Will Noy. And not only that, I do believe there is bulk prices where you can buy something and you can get everything. And then and you can buy a pass for the weekend or, uh, you know, but you want to check this out because North Bay, number one, there's fuck all to do up there. So get out and do something. Do something. Fucking do something. Pay somebody. It's not like I know the price of gas ain't so expensive because you got all the reserves up there so you can get to get gas for cheap. So take that extra money. And uh, go to the wrestling show and then come to the comedy show and go to the comic book convention and do everything. We'd Woo. love to see you. North Bay. We're coming. Come on. Come on. Be there. We're doing it. We're going to get or, this done. Yeah. I We're, swear to God, you come and you bring me a sandwich and you don't fucking forget the mustard. And you and you know what? We're going to have uh we're going to have uh we're going to have raffles at our table. You want uh-huh. I've, 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 I got some autographs I can uh, autograph pictures, signed pictures. Lex, A-W finger. Uh, well, I got I got Lex Luger, uh, an autographed picture of Lex Luger I can give away, autographed picture of Mick Foley I can give away, autographed picture of Natty Neidhart I can give away. Uh, I got a picture of us. Uh, yeah, we can give pictures of us. We can, uh, <laughs> you can take a business card, you can get a business card of us. Oh, my boy, there's so many things. It's, it's all oh, happening. It's get all city. happening. So that usually this is the part of the show where we say, where are you going to be next, Reese? But I know where you're going to be next. Woo! So, folks, 
Uh, with that said, uh, we got to wrap the show up. I got to get to the show. I'm I'm going to be uh, on stage in an hour downtown Toronto at the Yuck Yucks. By the time you hear this, it's going to be done. But we got I got to get going. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this week. Uh, you know, if you think the Rock Siblings is a good idea, somebody get a hold of us and get a hold of him. Talking wrestling at gmail.com. Use it. Use it. Use it. Ah. Come on. Folks. Do it. Uh, for Reese Turner and myself, Casey Corbin, thank you for joining us uh, today on Talking Wrestling. Thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ear. And until next time, uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Later. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.